You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Each week, Roger is joined by Joe, Vince, and Marty. Last time in the Numenera 5e mashup hosted by For the Lore, our intrepid adventurers discovered that Podgul lives in a Numenera collector's dream or an organized person's nightmare. There are organized piles of not trash, but just stuff that hasn't yet as yet to be thrown away properly. Uh, wherein we discovered Podgul also has a totem. That is a robot wolf or a robot dog, uh, a robot dog that warmed the hearts of our cyborg and Terrence Jack's robot uh, ward, robot son. And they discovered that and through Chris's help that they were able to identify what happened and why the earthquake, well, not necessarily why the earthquake happened, but figured out why the cable snapped. Uh, had an idea of what may have caused an earthquake, a general what may have happened. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. That, folks, was the sound of Marty reading the Discord (laughs) message I just posted. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I apologize. (laughs) It's, uh... Um, but we discovered that our intrepid adventurers have been able to put the clues together to figure out that why the organic city had the earthquake and possibly what led to the explosion. And now, and then they went to the, to lizard town, the place where you could buy and sell illicit new Monera and ran into a uh, senior mediator fee who offered them a job, uh, figure out who did this and you will be, pretty exclusive uh, for a while of being Numenera operators. And it ended with Chris being able to identify the person who was uh, behind and would probably be the safest bet for a fence. I'd I'd be willing to bet it ended with Chris thinking he had a week to come up with this information. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> but he had, but he did a fantastic job of coming up with it in less than twenty-four hours. And I know just. <laughs> so, Chris, feel free to explain who the guy is. And have you ever heard of a no person by the name of Blink? I'll take from your silence. That's a no. Yeah, Boggle just blinks at you. Literally, just like, that's all he does. Rue just tilts her head side. Believe it or not, this son of a bitch is even uglier than I am. Due to a uh, certain physical abnormality, he's the perfect go-to when you want plausible deniability time like this somebody's got their hands on something they don't want anymore but they know nobody else wants they take it to old blink 
he'll hide it for them. If somebody comes asking Blink, well, without a shred of a lie, he can tell him he's never seen the thing. So what you're saying is he's blind. No, 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 no. Blind people have eyes. So what you're saying Ooh. is he's a mole. He's what they call a Vargellan. You know, it's probably better just to show you. Is this when Chris is taking out his eyes? Or are you just taking everybody to go visit them? To go visit uh, where Blink typically would be? Yes, I, I will take them to show the person known as Blink to them. Okay. Where, since Blink is now your contact, where, where do we find Blink nine times out of ten? What does it look like? Uh, it's in sort of a, a very uh, low income area. Uh, he's his his front is that he's a a beggar, you know, trying to to gain pity from the people because of his lack of eyesight. Uh, but in, in reality, it's 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 just a front for his operation. So it makes it easy for people to uh, drop him messages by pretending to give donations into his little bowl. So what we see as uh, Chris takes us through uh, the more unsavory parts of Lizard Town, we encounter uh, a mauve-colored uh, fish-like looking humanoid uh, with... Uh, he's got some sort of synth crystal in his where his eyes should be. Uh, long gangly those of you who have been around the ninth world know him to be of argelin which is you know fish people who have the ability to change their own biological makeup he's got a a, a crest that is covered in spikes tattoos and piercings uh the rest of his body is just a, a mess of clothes and stink uh and he's got a bowl and he's clanking around some shins, which is the Numenera equivalent of money. Uh, you guys can interact with him or he can spot you. Which would you like to play? I don't think that Chris is leading this one. We're just going to wait and watch him. I'm going to whisper to Chris. If he's lacking one sense, I imagine if his other senses are strong. You know, never asked, but that kind of makes sense. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I told you he's kind of weird. I'm very glad that I can't smell. Yeah. Well, do you have, like, a chemical readout? Like, do you know, like, does, does Can Rue, like, do a diagnostic that way? Like, she doesn't smell it, but she gets a chemical breakdown. Um, when she is scouting as an envoy, she can do chemical reads to track sense, but she can also uh, manually turn it off. And at Chris's first suggestion, she turned that off because she didn't want to. She didn't want to spell the rotting fisherman. Okay. Uh, so there is, um, you guys have the, the whisper back and forth, whispers back and forth. And unless someone interrupts him, after a few moments, uh, Blink doesn't turn to look at you all, 
but he does say louder than calling for alms for the poor. He does say, oh, so you're here for me. What have you got for good old Blink? Sure, sure. Come on. Come see old Blink. Right. So uh, I, I assume since I know Blink, I kind of know the, the method of delivering a message. Yeah, totally. Right. It's like some sort of uh, probably like a, a specific chemical that he can kind of sense if, if you write something with it. So I'll uh, write a short little note uh, saying the mediators are looking for you. We should talk. And I'll uh, toss that into his bowl along with a couple of shins. Before we got up here, Podgle would have asked Chris, you refer to him as a son of a bitch. Do we not like him? Oh, no. I. Uh, nobody really likes him. <laughs> he's well, a he's a necessary evil. I would... Well, my question is, do we need to threaten him in any manner? Because I'm really good at that. Or should we just do this your way? Uh, I, because I have a really bad idea. Well, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Let's I, go I with the bad idea. To you, <laughs> his business is in secrecy, so he's probably not going to want to give up any information. Cool. So I walk bad over. ideas are probably on the table. Fantastic. After I see you drop your note in, then I walk over and drop in some packets of tartar sauce that I have stolen from, like, Various places of restaurants. <laughs> Tartar sauce. Well, he's a fish, right? Yeah, he's a fish. No, dude. that's. I get it completely. And after and after Chris drops his note off, I lean over and whisper, "I can eat anything." Make me an intimidate check. <laughs> Wasn't that the <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> As Podgul leans in to whisper and he says, I can eat anything. Uh, Blink uh, turns uh, to you, Podgul, um, and he he's not smiling. It just sounds like he is because it's the way he speaks. He's like, oh, good. Then you can eat this. And he gives you the rudest of rude gestures you can think of in the ninth world. Does he use his hand? No, it's probably. What does he use? What does he use to make the gesture? That's a good question. This is important. Weird. He would. Oh, you know what he does? Um. He is going. Yeah. No. Let's. Yeah. He uses his hand. But it's bite his hand. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not even going to make you roll for that because that's ridiculous and it's. Um, so the taste that you have as you chomp down on the fish man's fingers, uh, it's point of order. I am that grown. I have no taste buds, no taste buds. The consistency though, you're still, you may not get the taste. This explains a lot about the coffee. Yep. (laughs) Okay. I, I was literally grown for survival conditions, and part of that was no taste buds. Fair enough. Uh, you would get a mouthfeel of ooze and slime. Not that big of a deal. There's lots of things that taste good that would be that would have a you know slimy feel. Eh, it's all protein to me. Exactly. Do you bite all the way through? Uh, yes, yes, I do. 
Okay. <laughs> Blink um, does not yell. Um, his uh, fin just extends all the way outward and his body sh- like contorts and shifts. Um, eventually, uh, uh, he then says, Oh, that uh, seems more for your benefit than anybody else's. Uh, if anybody wants to make an insight check about what's going on here, you may do so. Um, however, the insight check will be made at disadvantage because fish people, while humanoid, are not people. Damn it. Rue's on to you, motherfucker. Yeah. No. Rue, uh, he's not fucking around. That hurt. Like, he's in pain. I throw in some ketchup packets in there because I think that's just that's just custom at this point. Oh, and, and to finish it off after I'm done chewing, mmm, fish fingers. Oh. So, uh, Chris, you signed this with the scent-based ink, correct? I didn't sign my name to it, but yes. But yeah, it's your, it's your signature. He's like, Chris, I thought we were friends. I thought, Chris, I thought we were friends. And he, uh, gets his hand and he pulls it and he's like, I, it's going to grow back in a couple of days, but oh my God, I thought we were friends. What do you want? Just, just what do you want? I'm here to help you, Blink. Oh, you're going to have people help me by eating me one appendage at a time. Oh, this is my lucky day. Lucky day. I hear fish tongues are real good, too. Perhaps you should stop whining and answer questions. Rue quietly whispers, trust the gorgeous fish. You want to head into the office? He shakes his head. All right, so I'll, I'll try and keep this as hushed as possible. It, you know, something happened last night, right? He nods his head. Really pissed off the authorities. It, he shrugs his shoulders, but the way his shoulders rise, they go up well, like, to the middle of of his head. So it's a really awkward, really weird-looking shrug of shoulders that is very much probably done for the benefit of the human beings in the crowd i'll keep this simple i know you're a businessman you have your obligations so do the mediators if i can clear you of any wrongdoing they'll have no reason to lock you up for the rest of your life i just need a look in your basement. Um, while he, sh- while, uh, while Blink is shaking his head, no, he is reaching for his, for his belly. Um, for his what? His belly. I'm sorry. I uh, undid the um, push to talkie. No, that's fine. He's pulling apart like bad time butt. to let go of the button, Marty. Right? Oh, I know. Uh, believe me, I would have said roll. I would have eventually said roll for initiative. I'm not going to have him like surprise you guys. You're adventurers. He's the he's a beggar king. Like he's not. Yeah. Um, while he's and he's pulling apart clothes and like going for his his belly. Uh, Jack, you feel like a like a tug at your arm. 
uh, and Terrence is um, describe Terrence's eyes. What are they made of? What does it look like? Um, I'm seeing a still a metallic substance because the okay. process was not finished in terms of getting him to look well, spoiler warning, like his son. So yeah. he still has a an android look about him still. However, the quote unquote muscles that dictate his behavior kind of thing, the, the servos and whatnot can still imitate expressions fairly well. So he's been throughout this experience looking somewhat shocked, but hiding it fairly well. Not like a child, but like an adult that still hasn't come across this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you read his face very quickly. He is shocked. Uh, there's As he's tugging on your arm, you can see his arm shake a little bit. And he's just like, and he's... Uh, looking at you trying to convey a sense of shock and worry without saying a word. Uh, if we were at the same table together, we had video chat on, I would try to show this, but the medium being what it is, it, uh, you see the worry and concern in his face and in his uh, body expression, the way he's carrying himself right now. I, at the point where the finger was being literally swallowed, I would have been also kind of turning towards him and not necessarily trying to shelter him from what happened, but make him know that by my... By being stoic, he could appreciate that this is a moment where you have to be strong and understand that sometimes good people have to do bad things. And it doesn't make you bad, but doesn't mean that you have to partake either. Just be there and just be ready to do what you need to do when the time comes. And hope that just that look is enough for him to understand what I mean. And as a parent, I can tell you it, it should be. Oh, I... Believe me, I've got a couple of kids on my old caseload that uh, in-group picked up on that look very quickly. Um, he nods, but he then takes two steps backwards. I'll actually turn from what is going on and the interrogation, quote unquote, and actually face him. And ask, are you okay? No. Okay. Um, he says no, but he whispers it. Okay. I will actually continue the rest of this interaction that they have with the the person and just face him and just be calm and present so that if he needs to say anything, he can, but showing him that he's more important than what's going on behind my back. Okay. He Terrence doesn't say anything else, but he does, you know, try to look around you a couple times uh, to see what's going on, but doesn't like make it super obvious. He's definitely, you know, taking after the the uh, sneaky part of a Jack where he's like arching and looking, but not being uh, super dramatic about it. And the last thing I'll say to him is, I won't try to block him, but I'll say, there's a time and a place for everything. 
but we get to decide individually what is the best time and the the best place for us to take, and I'll cock my thumb back and say, such actions. He nods. He nods. So while that's going on behind you guys, which uh, I think you guys are, everyone is aware of what everyone else is doing. If you want to participate, we'll, we'll make it all happen. Um, but uh, Blink reaches down, uh, is moved apart the rags that uh, make up his clothes, and he's pushed his hand into his stomach. Um, and he doesn't lurch or move his body like he's in any pain. Um, and he, uh, after a few minutes, um, not minutes, excuse me, after a couple seconds of digging around his hand way far into his belly, um, he begins to pull out uh, what's clearly some sort of artifact or cipher. It is made of crystal and synth. Uh, he pulls enough out of his belly to show you all. Um, at that, uh, Terrence, looking at Blink, uh, is again in shock because this is probably the first time he's witnessed how the Vargellan can alter their body to do cool stuff. Um, this is kind of mind-blowing. Uh, he pushes the... Blink pushes it back in um, and then taps his bowl. His what? His bowl, his beggar's oh, bowl. Oh, okay, right, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. So out of curiosity, because we were at the place where the artifact was taken, it, like, does this seem to fit the bill? Well, where you guys went wasn't necessarily taken from there, but it was taken there. It was my that's understanding, but... Well, it let me fit. ask this question. Does okay. my Fluffy react to it? The Fluffy who got the scent of it. Oh, good call. <laughs> yes. Oh, fantastic. So I uh, I walk over to the uh, the bowl and spit out remnants of his hand into it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Make me an intimidate check, please. With advantage. Jack shifts a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> As listeners, you might be able to hear, uh, Joe just rolled 220. Uh, this is an untrained skill, so you're just rolling straight charisma? Oh, no, this is trained. Okay, good. Because if it was untrained, I'd be at a minus one because I am an uncharismatic motherfucker. This is trained. Okay, I want you to make... I don't like the idea of intimidation being sur surely charisma, so feel free to change the modifier for you to strength. I think that makes a lot of sense. So then that would make it a 24. Okay, good. Uh, if you hit a 25, it would have been for free, <laughs> but blink. You has got what literally one point of dignity left at this point. Um, he taps it a little bit. Like he just, you know, um, I, I listen, dude, I, I, I'm going to level with you. I could stick my finger in my throat and get the rest of your hand back, but I mean, it's going to be really unsightly or uh, I'll kind of like put my hand on pod shoulder. Aw. <laughs> He's at level. Pod. 
we're we're on the government payroll now. We can afford a little uh, a little kindness. But, but mm, fine. And I like turn around. And I kick a can. So yeah, I'll throw yeah I, kick a can. an amount of money in there that I I feel is appropriate. And I'll also uh, spend the spell slot and toss a med kit that my armor generates in there. Nice. Oh. I'm taking the tartar sauce. I'm oh, taking oh. it back. Okay, I think... Pod can I, use it at some point. I'm I, taking it back. I feel like that is a positive gesture. Um, taking away the, the threat of eating a fish man with tartar sauce. Um, Chris, make uh, Vince, make me a history check, please. So, you don't know exactly what kind of artifact that is. However, you do know that it doesn't fall into any one of the traditional ruins from your people's time, but it would fit the decor of some of the uh, other city ruins that, uh, yeah, you don't, you definitely like, yeah, this is totally it, right? So right, between, between the pup's reaction and knowledge, because I have that uh, archaeologist thing yeah. that when I enter a, a dungeon, air quotes, like I know who built it and what it was for. So I would assume that kind of works in reverse as well. Yeah. Like this is uh, the only, if you, in my opinion, like the reason why you know, you rolled an you rolled an eleven for the listeners, and that's enough to to get some information. But if you hit like a fifteen, it would have been like, oh shit! You now know what precursor civilization this is talking about, and you would be able to navigate that a little bit better. Because not because that's how Numenera works, but that's because that's how Chris works, right? Um, but now it's just like two levels of confirmation. This is probably the device. Um, this is also, however, uh, I'm giving you an idea because you, this is your character build. This is probably worth a couple of hundred shins. This is a couple hundred to maybe a couple thousand shins, depending on how much more is there in this guy's belly. So I don't think you have hundreds of shins, but just so you know, it would be on the open market worth a lot more probably than what you're giving him. I feel his life is a really good bartering tool. Just oh. throwing that out there, Chris. Oh, it, oh, Podgol actually says that. Yeah. Okay. And you, you, you'll hear, you'll hear Podgol from like those slight distance. I mean, I do have this great ax. I mean, it's big, it's bigger than me. Everyone can hear the pop as it, uh, the artifact it comes out of the rest of the of Blink's belly. Uh, it's not slimy. It's not gross. Um, it's just there. It does smell like him, so it does smell bad. But, you know, at least it's not weird to the touch. And here I am, never took prestidigitation. <laughs> By the way inspiration for the the healing bit i thought that was a very clever and kind way to smooth some of the uh, uh the difficulties that happen after your compatriot engages in not necessarily cannibalism but you know 
the r- removal of another's digits. So I, I think cannibalism applies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not another vat grown, so technically it's not cannibalism. Yeah, I mean, like from a very technical spot. I mean, you're not supposed to. I mean, and you know, like who knows, like what Podgol thinks about eating sentience. Blink clearly has the thought. Um, so we'll leave it there. Um, okay, you guys have the artifact, and what it is is basically an obelisk of synth and steel. Uh, excuse me, of synth and crystal. Uh, the base of it is a black metal that is cold to the touch, um, even though it's been in this guy's body and this guy isn't dead. Uh, the crystal itself is a, it's opaque. Uh, it's virtually flawless. And you can see uh, bits of blue uh, swimming throughout it. Um, so it's a little, it's why when I say opaque, you can't see all the way through it, but clearly there's move there. You can see that there is movement at parts of it. And so it seems like things are moving up, down and side to side. Uh, it's obelisk shaped and uh, looks like it's uh, like a lever, a control rod. I don't know. All right, so the first thing I'll do is find, like, a a puddle or a barrel or something with, like, collected rainwater, maybe, and give this thing a nice little dunk. Sure. Uh, and Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is that, and then after that, I'll hand it to, to Pod and tell him to have uh, Fluffy take a look at it. Well, I mean, I can... Fluffy would obviously give the confirmation because the scent is the, definitely the same. Um... Do I know anything more about it using Artificer's lore? Make me a roll. Nope. Um, I am... I, man. So you roll a four. What do you know about this? Technically, uh, it's a, technically, it's a six, but... So what you know about this is... Oh, well, that's enough to know, like, this is unlike anything you have had the opportunity to study. Um, however... Okay, well, obviously, Jack would be going in here and rolling something as well. You can make an Arcana check. Uh, and and Rue can make an Arcana check, too. But, um, Jesus Christ, Roger. Roger <laughs> rolled a 23. Um, so, what Pod recognizes is that this material, this, the crystal stuff, is vaguely familiar and you think it might have to do with uh, vats in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Rue and Roger. Oh, gosh. Let's make it simple. Uh, You guys both got over 20. You both have two questions you can ask me about the nature of this uh, artifact. So you each get two questions. So whoever's ready, go ahead. Go ahead, Ellie. I actually whip out my playing card set, my holographic card set, and I actually look through to see if anything resembles that artifact that I can I can see through the holographs. I already gave you inspiration, and you still have it, uh, so I can't do it again. Um, I have inspiration? 
Did I give you inspiration from yesterday? Yeah, yep. but I used that roll. Oh, I you get it, it again. Roll. You get it again. As you whip out your your the oddity that you have, um, what happens is this: uh, if you, as you are looking at the obelisk in one hand and the oddity in the other, uh, there is definitely some sort of a connection between the two, as one side of the obelisk is now glowing and that when you move it around you can now control and go through photos uh, or through images that you had not been able to go through before on the cards on the cards oh so what you end up seeing are images of this lush forest and at one point just through experimenting you're able to rotate the point of view on the image um and what you see, you can't see who's taking the image but you do see like a gigantic orange furry arm uh that's in like another frame uh you see impossibly tall redwoods you see you see berries like you did before on the, you know, where, where the green spaces were in the city on the, on the cables, you see those, um, uh, like being picked by other human beings, by people with rosewood arms, um, by people made of rosewood. You're seeing a whole description of this world that you have never noticed before um, because you were missing a control piece oh shit so you can add whatever you want to this image that you say this is something that I want to be in I figure your role is good enough and I'm interfering with your story and I want you to have it's your story I'm just borrowing parts of it to tie everyone else into it um, but you found something now that really is pointing towards something else. Um, you have one more question, though. While she's if thinking I... about her question, to give her a little time. Sure. Yeah, please. What did we see during all of this? Uh, Rue, do other people see the same things you Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I think I think I actually have to be honest with Jack right now about something. Um, do they hear what you do? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they do. They hear. So you guys are hearing the moving pictures. Um, so how to describe this? Video is not a common thing in the ninth world. This is a moving picture like this typically referred to by the less educated as being like spirit related. Now, now I don't know if you guys are going to go that far, but this is a pretty unusual activity to see. There are lots of unusual things to see though. Um, but this is from a moment in time. Uh, there is, you can hear uh, people singing songs as they are collecting fruit from these berries that you can, you've never seen outside of the city before. Um, on not growing off of vines, but literally growing off of these giant redwood-like trees. Um, 
all made of the same, looks like the same metal that is now in Fluffy and that Rue is made of. So. Wait, all, so we were able to... We were able to tell from that that Rue is made of the same thing as the city. No, the trees had the same color and look like the same textures and grain as the people there. So there's there's people that look like Rue doing that work. And the trees have the same texture and hue and colors and, and you know, grains. It's not an amazing leap of logic, especially with when people are rolling in their twenties. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still lost here. What, sure. what, I, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, Jack, you would be the only person that could understand. We need to find a place that no one can see what we're about. We need to find a dark place that no one else can see except you and me. And Chris and Pod can come too. And you uh, have to, Shouldn't we be getting this back to where it needs to go so the thing doesn't happen for the thing that we're not supposed to, you know, talk about out loud? Yes. <laughs> Let's... Uh, I promise I'll show you this when we get this back, but there is something that I need to explain to you because there's something that Master Halfback prom made me promise not to tell anyone unless it was somebody who would put it in so let's yeah. go take care of this first. I was gonna say mark marketplace usually not a good good idea for that. Especially, no, I, especially when he, I hook a thumb over at uh, Fish Boy. Fish Boy is slowly but surely like scooting away. Uh, the I, longer I, you guys talk, the the more he scoots. Yeah, I, I turn around. Yeah, you can leave now. And uh, if you ever flip me off again, you'll lose your other hand too. He gets up and runs. He leaves his bowl behind. All right, Alex cool. still has a question. Oh, yeah. But just to be clear, Roger, what's going on is Rue's um, deck of cards that she's playing with has now moving images with sound. Uh, and this piece that comes from the city and her playing cards are also related to the city. But the images on the cards, the only thing that is connected to the city um, is the types of wood that's being shown. There is a statue in town made of rosewood, like Rue, but it's not a robot. It's just a statue. Um, there's no power source, no nothing. Uh, there's that, and then there's Rue, and then you can see these people, and you can hear these people. Um, they are not in the city. It is too green, too bright. The, the light is wrong. Uh, people are way too happy. Um, it's you can the, the sky is a bright blue. It's not the city. Okay, now is that I I got no problems with saying maybe I've been fairly medicated the last few episodes. I don't recall fuck all about a playing a deck of playing cards for Rue. Joe, did, did you hear about this? Yeah, it's her character thing. It's one of the first things that was established in the first episode as one of her her trinkets, her her sort of like lack of a better term, her version of my totem. Okay, I clearly missed it. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. It's it's look, the first episode was a while ago and there may be things that like listen, just because I blew your secret Roger doesn't mean I'm <laughs> anybody else's. 
So I well because I edit them typically again I'll hear if I miss something while we were recording I honestly do not recall anything about a deck of playing cards. Yeah, the the one thing that the one thing with with collective storytelling in systems like this is that character defining trinkets or items tend to be very personal and not necessarily openly talked about unless they come up in story as they are right now. So, exactly. That's why I was saying, like, I don't recall fuck all about cards is all I mean. So this is yeah, in, new ground to me. In game, no, but we did talk about it when we were creating characters. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why I missed it then. Because, like, you guys talked about a lot of shit in Discord, too, that I did not always participate in or read through. Right. It's still, like, you know, we don't necessarily know. And she brought out the secret. And now this is... uh. Jack has two questions. Allie has one. Does the syndicate know about this? Yes. Fuck. Um, what the syndicate knows uh, about this artifact and about... Uh, the syndicate knows about this artifact. Do they know about the cards? They know about the cards. Do they, but do they know the connection between these two things? They know there's a connection, but they don't know like what does what. So, but they are aware of some of the things in Nuyen are potentially related to other other previous world uh, installations. Okay, so I turn to the guys and say, "We have to go. We have to get this back to the mediators. There are other people that are going to try to get their hands on this." And it's the wrong hands to get in. We have to do this. Yeah. Um, do we we have some form of communication in this world, right? Like Oh yeah. However you want to make it happen, you could you could do it. I assume I have something like we all have like some form of like standard communication communicator type thing that I could call fee. Yes, no, maybe banana. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in this particular case, like he could have given you something or all right, so as we're making our way back, I will, uh, first, I'm going to trust Rue with the artifact because she seems like the most likely to be attuned to it and keep it safe, and she understands the importance of it. So I basically tell her, you know, shove it somewhere where it'll be safe, uh, and I will call Fee and be like, yo, so we did the thing, got the thing, we're about to take it back to the place where it needs to go and put it back. Um, you might want to have some mediators on call because this is going to be a hot item that a lot of people are going to want. So you call on your device, uh, give mm -hmm. me the, the message. Uh, you get a written response back, uh, with his like, uh, credentials that indicate that it is, um, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a wax seal, but in text form, right? It's, it's clearly his from him wait no no voice though no voice from him fuck that i hand the communicator over to one of the other tech savvy people verify this shit um chris signatures can be fucking hacked <laughs> chris uh feel free to make me an arcana or history check i'm gonna succeed at a roll eventually guys i promise Seems fine. Seems fine to me. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't seem fine to you. In fact, you are in one hundred percent positive. This is this is hacked. Like it's this. First of all, this is not something how you communicate. You use a completely different system. You don't 
and you don't talk to communicate to, to the mediators. So this is this is dangerous. This yeah, is fake. I, I don't talk to them. They come looking for me. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, yeah. and when I said I when I said I communicated the thing and the thing and the thing, I literally said the words the thing, the thing, and the thing. Oh yeah, no, I figured. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. No, that's yeah. We're on the we're on the same page here. I get that. But it's been hacked, Chris. You can't trust what was just told you. Uh, listeners, if you want to know, he rolled an eight. The difficulty was 10. Okay, I still but haven't I gotten to, my I questions have yet. This complication. I know you haven't had your questions yet. But I, I'm going to just ask, what the fuck is this thing and what does it do? We Good question. We also shouldn't be talking about that out in the open. No, we have to go someplace we, to hide, and we need to not be seen right yeah, now. Yeah, and my, my axe is out. This. My axe is out. We need to go. We need to hide where we can't be found. We need to find the darkest, scariest, <laughs> one place nobody would look for us. This is we Roger speaking hit. now. I have no fucking clue what's going on anymore. <laughs> Okay, so what wound, what wound up happening, I tried to call the, the mediator, and the, the communication is hacked, which means most likely the syndicate, the ones that want I, this. I got that, but what I'm saying yeah, is that I worried. have no fucking clue how we made the leap of faith on this artifact and everything that's been going on up until this point. Like, we still don't even know what this is yet. And even the stuff that was told to Rue, if we saw it, we st unless I missed something, we didn't see anything that would cause this kind of reaction yet. We did though, but like, but in so, what? So like to, re to recap it, like pot, like if if this is your character, is Roger asking this or your character asking it? Just both, so honestly, at this point, both of us, yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll answer out of character because in character is going to be dangerous and give Marty fuel to fuck us over. Um, but we made the leap because the evidence led us here that we knew an artifact was pulled that's what the explosion was was caused that was the drain of the energy and we know that this is the item that was missing this is the artifact that was pulled we don't need to know necessarily know what it does we just know that it's important to keeping the city in one piece okay see that's where both me and my character are on the same page of we want to know more we want to know the whys before we rush to freaking out about it kind of thing but the 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 freak out is because the syndicate wants it, and the syndicate is sort of at least as proposed in the literature that Marty has provided us, the big bad. So yep. it's it they are like sort of like the mafioso of this sort of setting, and so if they know and they are our logic is they hack the communication from between me and now the you know the keepers, that's a problem, that's a big problem which means they're going to probably try to find us and take this from us. So, by the way, also, I smashed the communicator once they say, yep, this has been hacked. I mean, more to the point, Rue clearly knows more about this than I do, and it's freaking her out, so I'm happy to just follow her lead. I promise I will explain everything to you. There's questions I have, but Roger has questions. I want to ask a question, but I don't know how to get Roger to So Chris, do you have a safe house? Uh you have your safe house. 
I, I would see think maybe it's more along the lines of like a, an old uh, encampment, like for expeditions, maybe. Actually, did uh, that, Paul? That did I've, you ask that out loud? While? Yeah, I, I ask it out loud. Like it's it's not it's not a quiet thing. I'm just like, do we have a safe place to go? Does somebody have a safe haven? Okay. While he's stammering, I'm going to say we'll go back to my place. My place is completely secured. You're certain? Oh, it would be. Then let's for all the scare ask. Yeah. Plus, he's got, he wants answers, so he'd be in that, like, yeah, let's go now. Okay. Um, anybody who wants to, as you are making your way back to Jack's house, when Jack, you do know what this is, and um, <laughs> no, I will I don't. explain. <laughs> I will, no, I'm going to fill it in, but, like, there's a sense of urgency, and, um, okay, basically what this is, this is a command and control device uh, that is linked to machine intelligences that are very old and very powerful and have a plethora of uses and um, oh, shit. could manage power sources, uh, can be used to fix androids. Um, yeah, it, they could be used to fix an android. Okay, you got me. However, you know that this technology is if you use this to fix the to to fix the android to fix an android maybe um you do know that this is not entirely human this is from a prior world that was not entirely run by humans some of the civilizations that existed before people were not here People were subservient. People worked hand in hand with alien creatures. So it is of inhuman intelligence. Um, can be used by humans, but not one hundred percent human. In other words, don't put diesel gas in your robot in your androids' uh, non-leaded gas tank. Gotcha. Everybody who wants to can make perception checks um, to see uh, if you guys are actively being followed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can I use my inspiration? One with an eight. <laughs> Please use my inspiration. Yes. Actually, you know what? You can roll with advantage because I feel like this is a story beat for you. So um, just you didn't know that at the time. So just feel free to re-roll it. Nailed it. Fuck. Wow. Uh, listeners, Roger rolled a five. Rue rolled first a six and then a four. Uh, Podgul rolled a seven. And Chris rolled an eight. Terrence hasn't Rue. rolled yet. Uh, Terrence isn't getting a roll. Um, Fuck. <laughs> I tried, guys. <laughs> I. Uh, you guys aren't sure if you're being followed. You might be being followed. Uh, we have to go someplace safe. Okay, if we okay, I'll 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 give you the. <laughs> this is me negotiating with the DM. I'll give you the the rolls in terms of we might not know if we're being followed. However, what do I have to roll for his security system at his base and leading to his base that would be able to detect if he's being followed? Because he clearly would have those security measures in place. Um, 
I have a thing before we get there that might work. Yeah, uh, let's get let Podgle and then we'll let Roger roll. So uh, I pick up Fluffy, uh, and the configuration will change so that he basically hooks into my wolf helm, and I cast Beast Sense. Ooh, this is a spell. This is a new spell that I am unaware of. What does it do? Um, basically, I get all of the. Uh, I can't. I can't perceive of my own senses anymore. I become blind and deaf, but my perception through the beast includes any special senses that the beast may have, which means right now I have all the beast's senses of essentially a wolf. So heightened heightened smell, heightened hearing, basically Uh, 100%. So make a survival or perception check, whichever. Actually, I will. you want me to make that for you, and I will find a thing. Sure, go for it. Yeah, since I'm just a player, I can't link it, but uh, uh, so it is in basic, the compendium, Marty. It is. Keen, yeah. keen hearing and smell. The wolf has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. So if I'm going to do perception. All right. No, you're not being followed. There's nothing there. There is. Um, and you're, 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 and Fluffy is connected. I'm going to give you something, Joe. Fluffy is connected to the spirit realm, uh, which is all-encompassing is where power and information can come back and forth through. Uh, Fluffy is your conduit. There is nothing from the spirit realm that's indicating that you guys are being followed. There's no there's no spirits talking about what you guys have found. Um, is that Fluffy the one you rolled? <laughs> but Fluffy is not... Fluffy's hackles aren't raised. In fact, Fluffy's a little bit confused why everyone's in such a hurry. All right, cool. We're still going to work. I, I, I'll relay this uh, sort of shorthand to the group uh, and then disconnect Fluffy from my helmet and uh, we go back to, to Jack's place. Uh, and just so we can establish it, uh, uh, Roger, make me an Arcana check. Fuck. I would say he gets advantage on that since he's helped build, he helped basically activate Fluffy. I, I think I would argue that point. I was also going to be like, you know, it would be a contested roll. So like he would roll and then following you guys or doing it else it would be, it'd be contested. So since there, since there is nobody, uh, the, once you get within range of activating stuff, your, your, your home is activated. Um, and nothing changes. And not necessarily like in a, it's been hacked. Something should have happened, but like just nothing changes. Uh, you guys both have one question left. Uh, so while we, when we get back into when we get into uh, Roger's apartment, um, Podgle will start like obsessively checking all points of entry, just like as they're doing whatever they're doing with the artifact. He's sort of in patrol mode. Okay, well, Rue wanted to tell us something fairly important as soon as we got here. Yes. I haven't been honest with you, and I'm very, very sorry about that. But I was promised Master Halfback I wouldn't say anything. I was previously part of the Syndicate. I left the Syndicate when I started understanding what their intentions were for our cyborgs. And you see me kind of use air quotes when I say our cyborg. 
I open my chest and you see that my outward appearance looks like a modern cyborg make, but the inside parts and mechanisms look like they date back to some of the first, first cyborg prototypes. So I'm using ancient technology in a modern frame. I would be very surprised if that explosion wasn't an Android experiment, wasn't a cyborg experiment and they're covering their tracks. Okay. How does the artifact fit into that? These aren't human made mechanisms. And I had a hunch for a very long time that I wasn't made in a typical industrial forge. We think that our stuff dates back to something earlier, something of the previous world. It's not technology, so to speak. If that's in the wrong hands and they can manipulate it to their, they can do bigger things and they could destroy worlds like they may have done mine. Wait, yours? That's when you actually start looking through and seeing all the pieces. Like the pieces don't connect so to speak, but you can see that somehow they all still work in like a, a harmony. And now the rosewood is, it shows it's predating back my hip. I'm not a modern day cyborg. I'm an ancient cyborg that has been undercover or trying to keep under the radar. When I realized that they were using me for science in the syndicate, I thought they were going to try to use me as a weapon. And so I ran. I met Master Halfback, who happened to know how to do these things. And he's the one that started telling me more about my origins. And that's why he told me to run away from my family. And he was the only family I ever had. So I had to leave to protect him and my grandparents. And that's why I've been laying low at the end for a very long time with people who wouldn't know or understand or be educated on it. Can confirm, don't understand. What do you need to understand? So, Podgle stops pacing. So if I'm understanding right, everything that's made out of the same type of material is connected almost like a warrior neural net, right? Yes. So if they got their hands on this, which we understand is a control nodule, they could essentially turn the city on everybody they wanted to. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's real fucking bad. And that's why I'm starting to think now the explosion might have been another prototype gone wrong, and it did what it They don't know how to use it. They don't understand it, and that's why they keep us around. What if they tried to use one of the cyborgs or, or, or androids or whatever that they had taken to try to pull it out like so when when i was in the lab and doc Whitecoat used to still be around he used to talk about opposing frequencies and even at a cellular level how if things aren't right things kind of go kaboom um that was a really shitty day when i saw my test tube brother kind of explode in the middle of a uh, testing that was not good um i'm wondering if something similar happened where the frequencies were just opposed and maybe the cyborg blew up and that was the big explosion. That's what I'm starting to believe now. And if that cyborg is connected to some of the earlier prototypes, it could be 
involved with the mainframe. If it's in the wrong hands, they could blow the city up. Respectful of the fact that this is not Podgol's place, he will gently put his uh, great axe down. Uh, he takes his helmet off, puts it lightly down, pulls over a chair, sits, uh, climbs up into it because he's so fucking short. Let's out a real big sigh and deflates. Well, what the fuck are we going to do now? I don't know. I, they've been working on this for years now. They've been trying this on different prototypes. I've seen other ones just like me left and right been used. Some of them have been wired to. Well, that's real shitty, Rue, and I'm really sorry. And I'm really sorry that you have to deal with that and think about that and that you've seen that. But more immediately, and I point to the control nodule, that's the immediate concern. That might be the switch. I don't know what that is, but it showed me things that I haven't seen ever. So what I thought we were doing was we had to put that thing back to prevent things from getting worse. But it seems like from what you're saying, we got to go get the rest of them before anybody else does. Is that right? kind of just look at you and I slowly nod and put my head down. And that, my friends, is where we will end this particular chapter of Numenera uh, 5e. Uh, all the notes, except for the ones that I have written down on this piece of paper, can be found at forthelore.com for all the shows. Uh, Roger can be found at Zen Buddhist. Ali is at Pizza Made. Joe is at Loaders at J. Uh, and Vince is at Samodine. I am Marty. You can find me at Officer Gleason. Um, I know I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting in part of the out of the outro? Nothing important. We are done. Uh, all right. And we're done. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe. And if you're into comic books, check out All Comics Considered with Marty and his crew. Lastly, thanks to Manelli Jamal for the show's theme music. You can find him at ManelliJamal.com as well as on iTunes and help support this incredible musician by picking up his CDs.